0: Everyone and welcome to Growing Pains. I am so excited to welcome a guest with us this week. And this guest is somebody who I have connected to strictly online, and that is the beauty of the internet these days. I know a lot of the time we talk about how social media can be damaging, but in other ways, social media is so beautiful because we get the opportunity to hear stories about people who we might never ever get the chance to meet in person. And if we do, it's a huge bonus. (laughs) But we can talk to somebody from across the world right here on a podcast and listen to their story. And so I'm so excited to introduce to you today, Elena. And Elena, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. We connected over Sports Illustrated Swimsuit, and we finally just like got to finally chatting in person. Well virtually in person. And before we get started, I'd just really love to set an intention. So I'll start with mine. And then if you want to think about yours. Okay. <laughs> My intention today to really vocalize the fact that like we we're just speaking off microphone, that we can live very different lives from our day to day. Like I live in the US. You'll explain where you live and your whole story after this, but <laughs> you live where you live. And Our day to day schedules look very different. Our resources look very different. But on the inside, we're still going through the same emotions, the same feelings, the same internal struggles that we can use the same practices to get over and to overcome. And so my intention today is to make sure that we really touch on those points and to make sure that I am able to clearly emphasize that we're all the same on the inside, because that's,
1: that's really the truth of like just words while I was listening to you and it was empathy and that it is possible to make it. My intention, my or goal with this is to help other people, yeah, to help other people to realize that their dreams are valid, that they're worthy um, and that it is absolutely possible to reach the things that you want, no matter where you're from, what your body size is, um, your story, like None of that truly matters if you have a huge, honest dream inside of your heart, as quirky as it sounds. but
0: (laughs) No, but it's so true. And it's so truly about how we set ourselves up to succeed Mm -hmm. mentally as well. I'd like to start from the beginning with you, like bring me back to your childhood, to your dreams, to your family, to where you're located and to maybe some of your moving travels around the world. I'd love for our audience and for us to just dig a little deeper into that topic.
1: Great. So I was born and raised in Buenos Aires, Argentina, which is like, if you grab a map of America as a continent, is the Southeast country um, of like that part of the world. <laughs> um, I was uh, raised by my Brazilian parents here. My mom She came to Argentina when she was 14. My grandparents were from Argentina, but they met in Brazil and then they moved back here. And my dad um, came to Argentina when he was in his 20s. And my Brazilian parents met here. So we can say that my Argentinian family met in Brazil and my Brazilian family met in Argentina. (laughs) However it works out, it works. (laughs) Um, And I have lived in Brazil. I travel quite often um, because my family is there. So I go at least once a year. Um, And I stayed in the U.S. for six months when I was 19 to 20. I got the opportunity to, to stay there and I absolutely loved it. About my story, I can say that I, ever since I was a kid, I've been a very energetic, creative person. Um, imagination is not something that I lack of. Um, sometimes like just putting my feet down to earth is the hard, <laughs> the hard part. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've always loved art and expression. I remember one time my uncle told me when I was learning to walk that it was with music and a family member mm-hmm. said, she's going to be a dancer. And everyone was like, shut up, she's going to be whatever she wants to be. (laughs) I'm studying dance. So art and expression, I grew up in a very musical family. Um, Brazilian music has always been in my house and um, drums and live music. And I'm currently a professional dancer and model. Um, I'm only working as a model at the moment. Um, Mm -hmm. Both things I have always dreamed about my entire life. And when I say my entire life, I remember being a kid at the mall showing my mom a billboard and saying, mom, I want to do that. I want the to be there.
0: That's like the OG vision boards, I it's swear. Like Billboards. We yeah. <laughs> actually have a picture of um, me when I was six
1: years old on my desk, like next to all of my crystals. And every single morning when I journal and I say my affirmations and I think about today, Um, I thank my younger self and that little girl because when I started to connect with her um, and what she truly wanted was when life started to change um, Mm -hmm. and I started to go through that really honest path of what I wanted really to achieve and what I was supposed to or what looked good. It was like my younger self's dreams. And my story with modeling has been Quite an interesting one. I was um, ice skating on my birthday and there were these producers for a kid's magazine. And above all the kids, they pointed at me and they say, hey, would you like to be on an interview for this magazine? And I looked at my mom and was like, yes, this this is the best birthday ever. (laughs) It got posted on the magazine. It got published and I was doing figure skating at the time. And one of the girls, um, she bought the magazine and she came up to congratulate me and I freaked out. I was like, they're going to recognize me. They're going to see me. Like,
0: I don't want this to happen. Before you move on there. So you've said that you always dreamt of being a model and a dancer. Right. And so normally, like with that career, you want to be on like the front covers or you want to be in magazines or you want to be in pictures. That's supposed to be really exciting. You know, do you think that your fear of other kids seeing you came from deep messaging that was like being fed to you at that time. What do you think was making you so scared to to be living in that dream in that moment?
1: Um, I was very, very bullied. Um, I got locked in bathrooms. I was pushed down the stairs. Um, I used to go to one of the girls' houses and when everyone was around, like I was the one that got punched and pulled around. Yeah, it was very, very, very aggressive to the point that my mom had to go and talk to the school. I remember once like one of the kids got inside my building looking after me and we were like 10 years old. That's crazy. Yes. A couple of them
0: were super, super aggressive to the point where it's like, wow, from such a young age, that's really like deeply rooted into them then from... Mm -hmm obviously like you, you're you not born with that natural instinct to like hate somebody else you know so for them to be that young and to be pressuring that much aggression and putting that onto you and you not wanting to go after your dreams because of that is a really like yes. hard thing to overcome from such a young age
1: and i think those th- those things come from home mm-hmm. like one of the the boys parents they were like oh he's just messing around this is a kid's thing and the teachers were like no this is not a kid's thing there's mm-hmm. this expression in Argentina that you can translate as a shitty black person and I was called like that at school mm-hmm. um so imagine like how your self-esteem is torn apart where mm-hmm. when like all of your peers tell you that you're ugly that you're just because you're not white. Um, and besides that the lack of representation because I dream of being a model, I dream of being an artist, and the only black artist that I was really aware of was like Beyonce, which is like the God. <laughs> like, so it doesn't really count. Uh-huh. Yes, you like that, you can relate to. Um so even with not seeing kids with my my skin color or, like, the texture yeah. of my hair, I still wanted to do it, um, mm-hmm. which is something that I listen up to this day because it's, yeah, like... Yeah, which is just a testament
0: to, like, how badly yes. you want it, like, how much you're meant for it. Totally. So that's something that I always find
1: interesting because um, I envision myself in places where I never saw anyone like me.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's
1: why I think that it's so strong, like, to this day to say, like, I am not negotiating these dreams.
0: Um,
1: not You're at all. Um, high yeah. school was weird because um, I was with a lot of anxiety and I wasn't like fitting in to. I went to a really privileged high school mm. near my house. It was a German high school. And I remember I got there the year my parents got divorced. So the financial situation in my family was not good. My mom was working three jobs wow. and they were like really spoiled kids that like Every time we got a text, a text they wouldn't do it, and I was like, "Your parents are just throwing out the money." Like I had to grow up from the night to the morning, literally. So I was like this young adult on a fourteen-year-old body, Funny, yeah. <laughs> um, and like my high school journey for me lasted like two seconds, um, and it was—I it, it, it was awkward. I didn't know how to socialize. I didn't know how to be a teenager. People. Were telling me, like, can you go to, like, a party? Be, like, a normal teenager. And I was like, no, I can't.
0: Yeah. <laughs> because- and you're like, it's just genuinely... <laughs>
1: yes, because I was already, like, seeing the world as an adult perspective. like In a different way. Being yeah. aware of, like, how expensive it was, um, the privilege of being there, um, the work on the teachers, like...
0: And from that age, when you get those those responsibilities in your life, it feels like you start to hold yourself really, really tight to them. Like when you become a 14 year old adult and you're aware of your surroundings and of what it takes to be an adult and Mm -hmm. potentially of like that subliminal messaging of like life is supposed to be hard or life ends up being hard, then you, you really jump into it. And like, that is what causes anxiety. A lot of the time it's like your ability or your in some ways, a privilege, but in other ways, a hindrance, uh, ability to overthink and to look into the future and yes. to think yes. maturely about life. Yeah, I think that overthinking
1: is a blessing and a curse mm-hmm. because I'm such a creative person. Overthinking always helped me on finding new solutions and new ways of keep, like, to keep creating and keep asking questions, um, to keep learning. But on the other side, like, overthinking was like, okay, I made this mistake. Let's make a huge list of all the things that I did wrong for this to happen or something wrong happened that had nothing to do with me. What did I do for that to happen? Like psychologically, I was a mess because I would blame everything on myself. Like everything negatively was like, I, I used to think that it was because of me. If my parents got mad, it was like, I must have done something wrong. So I started to become this trying to be like this perfect person like I'm Mm -hmm. good at school I don't go to dates I don't drink alcohol I don't do anything of the normal things that teenagers are supposed to do I am Mm -hmm. this perfect young person that doesn't cause any problem that doesn't
0: say anything that keeps her mouth shut it
1: was it was a roller coaster
0: yeah Um, I can I can only imagine. And like when you hold yourself to such strict like boundaries and it can feel good for a while, but then that inner child comes out and it's like. It was suffocating.
1: And something Mm -hmm. that you say like this quote, life is supposed to be hard. Um, It got so imprinted on me for such a long time. And until I realized, is life supposed to be hard? Or are we making it hard? Yes. Or are we making it hard? Like Mm -hmm. what are we? focusing on. I was a very negative person for a very long time because I couldn't focus on the good. I couldn't focus on the good at all. Like, I think that is something that I still have to work on. Like when I'm on Mm -hmm. therapy and like my therapist sometimes tells me, but can't you see like all of the good that you're telling me? And I'm like, yeah, I can, but if, but it's hard. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't really think that's important. Like, let's not talk mm-hmm. about the good things. Like, I mean, therapy, I'm supposed to be talking about sad things. And it's like, why don't we make the good um, as a priority too? Consciously. Because yeah. we're always searching for um, feeling good, doing good, and being a good person. Mm-hmm. But on the daily but basis. we don't
0: talk to about it.
1: Yes, we don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. We it's like how are you doing? I'm okay, but this, this, and this, and that, and it's right. like why can't we keep on the okay part? I think it's it's something really interesting. You know that our generation is breaking up with that mandatory thing. It's like it's not. It's not supposed to be hard. We mm-hmm. made it hard and let me figure out my own life. Um, and let me show first of all myself and then to you that life
0: can be calm can be pretty um, and can be awesome life can be easy no matter what setting you're in so and i'd like to jump into that topic because i really feel like you are a prime example of overcoming all of like the hardships of life mm-hmm. and continuing yeah. to stay true to yourself and really choosing the way that you allow yourself to view life and how you live your life on the daily basis you were bullied growing up Your mom was working a lot of jobs, your parents got divorced. Like that can all be really taxing on a child. Yeah. Plus, you live in Argentina. I'm sure that the money differentiations and inflation and culture of living is very different from maybe a more privileged place where mental health is more of a standard topic. I feel like mental health is a privilege, and we've discussed that before. Sometimes people just need to prioritize living and putting food on the table and paying rent. And so you've overcome those things, but how? I would love to know where you started in that journey and where you started in that process. So if somebody is feeling the same, that they can maybe learn something from that too. I will give
1: all the credits to therapy. Mm-hmm. And there was a point in my life where I was like, I, I need to work on my mental health. Like I cannot have a panic attack every single night while I'm sleeping. It's like I'm not being able to sleep anymore. So I need to do something about it. Um, it's on my non-negotiable things. And I'm talking with a lot of privilege. With, I I was telling um, Liv before that um, Argentina is on the, well, Buenos Aires on the top three cities in the world with most um, therapists.
0: Um,
1: yeah. So you can say that it's, accessible for everyone, but financially it's not like, the, fin- the financial situation mm-hmm. here is not the best. Uh, our inflation is insane. Um, so to be able to work on yourself and to get a therapist, um, sometimes I'm like, I'm not going out on the entire month to be able to pay my therapist. Um, mm-hmm. I, I made that a priority. I made it a non-negotiable thing. Like on my agenda, I can reschedule everything
0: but therapy but not therapy (laughs)
1: therapy. (laughs) like 35 minutes per week um are non-negotiable for me just go to therapy i'm a huge fan of therapy i believe that everyone should go to therapy it's Mm -hmm. healthy it's it's such a private and unique space where you can just talk and be yourself and no one would judge you and there's another side of me that also loves reading and listening to podcasts. I'm huge about financial education and like growth, uh, personal yeah, growth. Gross lit- literacy. Yes, like podcasts and um, journaling, um, mm-hmm. listening to entrepreneurs. I'm quite obsessed right now with Grace Beverly. She's, um, I think, Grace you- Beverly? Yes. Do you know her? I don't her? know
0: if I've ever heard of her. I don't know. She's okay, tell me more. Than- She's from London.
1: She used to be an influencer and she stopped just influencing like a hundred percent. And she opened up her project called called Tala, which is a slow fashion um, sportswear line. Mm -hmm. Everything is eco-friendly and just listening to her. um, Yeah. And to see someone our age, because I don't know if it happens to you, but like, I need people that I can relate to. Like, it is awesome Mm -hmm. for me to listen to Oprah. Like she's an inspiration. Yeah. She is, but she's Absolutely. like 35 years, 40 years older than me. Older
0: than me. Yes. I, I agree.
1: Someone like me to say, okay, I'm, I'm, I can do it too. Like mm-hmm. that, that representation that was not in the modeling. Um, when I was a kid
0: is now the representation that I need as a business person. <laughs> right. <now. laughs> we need representation in every industry,
1: in every industry. And to sometimes you have to do like little research, um, she came up on my YouTube on a time that I was listening a lot to Jay Shetty's podcasts. I love, love. him. Me too. Love, love, <laughs> love him. Um, so the algorithm
0: suggested her and it's been a year. Huge... It was a perfect match. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Do you feel um, like
0: you, you learned a lot of your daily practices and habits and rituals that got you past a lot of your anxiety and you might still live with it? some anxiety and some depression yeah. those are things that constantly come up we know that growth isn't linear but you talked about the power hour and like your journaling mm-hmm. your manifesting your morning routine yeah. did you feel do you think you learned those processes through just youtube and podcasts and reading was it all mm-hmm. independent work um
1: kind of um so my therapist always encourages me to go to art um there's a quote and uh, they always say that it's basically like make it art no matter what you're going through make it art and she started to use it against me because i used to say that to everyone but to myself and she's like why don't you make
0: it art <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> the funny thing about therapy is they turn your words against you <laughs>
1: exactly Exactly. <laughs> like you gotta be careful with what you say because it's <laughs> <you know. laughs> true it <can laughs> um But turning it into a habit, um, absolutely, absolutely. Like listening to these people, it's like, okay, I have this huge goal. I have this huge dream. Um, Who reached that goal too? What did this person do? Okay, I'm going to go the same way. So it's like, did this person read this book? Okay, I'm going to read it. (laughs) Um, Or like he, he or she did this interview. Okay, I'm going to listen to it. And sometimes like I even write down the things that they say or quotes or or things, because yeah, you you can learn the tools, but you have to work on it until you make it a habit. So reading helps a lot, and something that I absolutely love to do is something called the power hour that Gary and Jones talks about it, which is basically you wake up, if possible, you're away from your phone the first hour. Um so on that hour, you have a healthy breakfast, you work out, you meditate, you do journaling, and you tell yourself affirmations. Mm-hmm. And that became some powerful something. practices. Yes. Um, I love to do lists, but I don't let my day to end unless those six things are like complete. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm really tired and I say like the affirmations laying on my bed, <laughs> but it- <laughs> And that's I okay. Thank you, brain. Th- thank you, life. Okay, I'm, I'm ready to go to sleep. But at least, go to sleep. <laughs> um, and yeah. just reading every single day something that I do, um, on like I think it's the fourth time that I'm reading this book, like fourth consecutive time. But mm-hmm. it's called The "Secrets of a Millionaire Mind." Mm. It's huge. Huge book, um, huge by amazing. And it talks about like the patterns of when it comes to money that you learned when you were a kid and how your financial situation can be also a consequence, a consequence on that. So, going back, so the life is hard sometimes, it's like, okay, it's hard, but what can I do to make it easier? I can learn about Mm -hmm. myself, I can study, I can listen to others and i can work on myself and sometimes like i've i realized that i had like some patterns not that were like right or wrong they were just patterns that mm-hmm. i was doing the same things that my parents used to do and me not liking it
0: i love that you said that you just realized like that you had those patterns and they weren't good or bad right yeah. and a lot of the time we can get comfortable like continuing to repeat those patterns and just get down on ourselves and be like I don't know why this always happens to me. This always happens. It runs in my family. So I'm just going to do the same, right? And so just being aware that those patterns exist and not judging them and then making your conscious decision. Maybe you like those patterns or maybe you don't is how you take control of your life and moving forward.
1: That's the thing. It's taking control. That I think that the positive thing of overthinking in my, in my case is that um, I think so much and so many times about something that when it comes up, I don't know. I'm complaining about something or something. Mm-hmm. Happened or I don't. I realize, or I just got a negative, a negative thought. It's like okay, let's turn it into a positive way. It's like how can I rearrange this sentence into a positive way? So it's like, mm-hmm. um, it, it always happens to me. Can this get any harder? Like Gary Jones gives this example. It's like. What if instead of saying, can it get any hotter?" You start saying, can it get any better? Mm -hmm. Or this will only get better. So like, yeah, every time that something happens and like, okay, this is only getting better. Like life is going to show me beautiful things, like beautiful things are on their way. I don't care about this. I don't care about my thoughts. So it's like every single time and it takes training. It doesn't come (laughs) overnight. It's not. It's not easy and retraining my my brain is something that I'm I've been working on very intensively for this past year and a half.
0: Yeah. Um, And it'll probably take a lifetime too. Yes. I remember yeah, I remember my mom introducing me to the idea of like you're you can rewire your thoughts, like Mm -hmm. your thoughts are your actions. And when you're a child or like when you're in a certain situation, you're like you're crazy. That thought just comes into my head. I didn't have anything to do with it, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I remember her being like, no, you just have to tell yourself that good things are coming even when bad things are happening. Mm -hmm. And I I just remember how much of a struggle it was for me to even Mm -hmm. like grasp that concept at first until you're right. You just start hardwiring it in. Every time a bad thought comes up, you replace it Or you say something else after that bad thought comes up that's positive. And that's Mm -hmm. how like that slow progression of training your mind happens.
1: Yeah. And and believing in the power of manifestation. Like we talked before, I'm a huge fan of vision boards. Mm -hmm. A huge, huge, huge fan. And I remember that I used to have that mental training when I was a kid. Like I remember, um, so my second year of high school was when I went to this German school here high school is five years. We don't have a middle school. You go okay. to high school is from twelve to seventeen slash eighteen years old. Mm-hmm. And um I got is twenty-five percent of a scholarship when I was fourteen. And then on my senior year, um I was already dancing and my mom told me, Okay, you wanna keep having a high quality education or do you wanna go to school and keep dancing? Because you cannot have both things. And I was mm-hmm. like okay, um, you're going to give me a scholarship. And you're like, you already got one when you were 14. I was like, no, no, you'll see. I'm getting a scholarship. And I ended up having an 80% of a scholarship because of my wow. grades. And like, it's on, yeah, it's on, I just remember that. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, like, the, the rules, it's like, okay, if you got financial help one year, um, it will not happen again. And I got it twice. And I remember like, Every single time that I used to have a thought, if I was going to be able to be at that school, I would, like, reach it so fast. So it's, like, rewiring your brain, but it's also, like, going back to your thoughts from when you were a kid. Like, Mm -hmm. that kid, that young self knew absolutely everything. So if you Mm -hmm. can go go back and connect to that, things that (laughs) may be complicated, it's, like, when you were a kid, you probably sort of this Yeah. Yes, it's like stop listening to your adult self and listening to the wise younger kid you were that somehow got lost because of, <laughs> <these kinds> of <laughs> <over-thinking>. <laughs> yes, this because of overthinking. this system that we live in but um listening to her and to her dreams um is what helps me mentally get to yeah. where you are today. Yes. To be who I am to to keep going yeah Um, I asked myself what did she used to dream about what did she used to want and I put it all down on a vision board and crazy things started to happen when I started to work towards that direction
0: yeah and it is just the power of it all is so incredible and I love that you you decided to go after. I think that this is the really cool thing about having dreams and allowing our childlike dreams to continue to come through and yeah. as we grow older and become later in life because I think it having those dreams from a young age, going through adversity, having been bullied or you know having a hard situation at home or anything that could lead you to falling into a different pattern in life. That might be able to drag you down. That dream sticks with you. That
1: mm-hmm. dream is like
0: overarching hope, yes. you know. And if you stay connected, if you stay connected enough to it, even while you're in the turmoil of the the negative things that might be going on around you, holding onto that dream allows you to want more. and exactly. I, And I can I can feel that from you. I can feel that like you staying connected to that dream is probably what led you to wanting to listen to podcasts and wanting to read books and wanting to better yourself because not everybody wants to do that but it's so easily accessible these days that mm-hmm. everybody can do it
1: it's easily accessible but it's not an easy job to do yeah it's, it's hard work mm-hmm. so because mm-hmm. it takes hard work like people go the easy way but mm-hmm. that's the easy way it will make you happy and i'm it's not to romanticize like dreams like doing what you love every single day does not mean that you're going to Love doing it all the time. It's like you're not you're living your in a fantasy. School, like this thought of doing, uh, do what you love, and you're not going to have to it worry right. It's like, yeah, no, you're like that's, <laughs> that's <safe." laughs> Yes, first of all, because I'm getting, I, I'm able to do what I love. I work three times as harder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not every but- single day I wake up thinking, oh. I'm beautiful. I have a really nice message to give to the world. Yay to being mixed race and being like living in South America as a curve mixed race woman. It's like, no, (laughs) that does not happen every single day. It's not a that, but it it is extremely accessible. It's up to the decision of everyone and also like believing in yourself and say, okay, if this person was able, I am able to, and I don't care. My story, where I'm from, the financial situation for my parents, my situation right now, it's like, I'm going to put all of that aside and believe that I can do it. I don't know when, I don't know how, but I am sure that the things that I want um, are going to be my reality soon. Like we were talking earlier, um, things that I asked my mom when I was a kid to be able to do professionally. And it's it's always going it's really to happen. happen. Yeah. So accepting that we were children once too, and that we had those abilities too. Like once you accept that, it's like, okay, I'm going to put this ego and these structures that I invented that I'm supposed to be this person get rid of the word supposed to be (laughs) exactly Exactly. and just be um Mm -hmm. like the most important thing is for me it's like be that kid like allow yourself to play to dance to write to like that creativity that you had when you were a kid it's like what did you Mm -hmm. used to play when you were playing with barbies was what those barbies were like doing professionally and like Mm -hmm that was your dream. Why are not doing, or maybe not doing, but pursuing that? Like, I know that we need money. We need a job. Like sometimes living from the things that we love um, is not a possibility right now, but are we doing something for that to be a reality someday? Like,
0: are we trying something so good. Everything you're saying is so good. That's so true. (laughs) Like we were talking about how mental health is a privilege, like to be able to work towards and to be able to move towards and help, like to just have better mental health is a privilege. But at the same time, like truly being able to go after your dreams is also a privilege. But it, like you said, takes really hard work because when you're going after your dreams, sometimes you have to work double you yes. have to work a job that's going to make you money mm-hmm. to pay your rent, to let you eat food. But then you yes. have to do a whole secondary job to get that life
1: Absolutely. and to create
0: that life. And I think that that's that's like the biggest power of it all. Like, are you willing to put in the work to yes. live your dreams?
1: Are you willing to work sixteen to eighteen hours a day for mm-hmm. your goal to be to become your reality? Like, right. do you really want the things that you say you want? Mm-hmm. Or oh, just dream about them because yeah, yeah, like the system says, oh, it's cool to be a model. It's like we're not millionaires yet. <laughs> right. From from that. But it's like at least I am working towards it. Um and it not it's not just about the financial, it's like what can you do once you achieve that? Yeah. And also you don't need to be there to do the things that you want. Like I have less than 2000 followers on Instagram. Right. And I had already received messages of girls saying, because of the content that you post, I was able to wear a bikini and take a picture. Um, I love your content. And my daughter is a teenager and she's a mixed race um, girl too, that gets very bullied at school. And I showed her what you do. So she would feel inspired. And it's mm-hmm. like,
0: like, why do you want to make it? What make it right. means? Yeah. I love that you said that because sometimes we get caught up in like wanting the number or wanting the end goal. But really what you're searching for in that end goal is the process. You know, like I started this podcast because I just wanted to be able to help people. Like my goal and my dream Mm -hmm. has always just been to help people. And yeah, I have a dream now to make it bigger and help more people. Mm -hmm. But if I'm helping one person, then I'm accomplishing my goal, you know? Mm
1: Is more than enough. It is mm-hmm. more than enough. It's like one it, whole entire person with emotions and dreams and thoughts. Yeah. Um That person could change the world. You don't know.
0: You could have just helped them change the world. <laughs> do just be you and do you and someone you. will jump in your journey and believe in your process and be able to maybe it's, even connect with you along the way. We live in completely different parts of the world we had never spoken in person until today yeah. but to be able to connect so deeply with somebody just shows and proves that we're all going through the same thing like we all as humans want the same thing in the end and that's to be happy and to live whatever the dream is that our younger child wanted and to do good in <laughs> life yeah, to do good. good if there's one thing that you could tell your younger self the the girl who like was maybe in the midst of being bullied but still wanted her dreams like what what is that what would you tell her sometimes
1: i ask myself questions um as if i was someone else because yeah I that's the best her. way
0: to journal actually <laughs> yes, that's how journaling works yeah um, and i remember
1: once that i, I was thinking just like i'm um, i would give her a hug you know mm. she knew she knows mm. It's She's all inside. Man. She already yeah, knows. She should
0: come and tell me something, not me going and tell her something. Well, it was amazing, amazing, amazing speaking to you. Thank you so much for connecting with me today. And I, I'm i so glad that we got to chat in person. And now like our social connection on <laughs> cheering each other on online is going to be even stronger. In
1: person.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. Until we get to see each other in person. This yeah. has been incredible. Thank you for sharing all of your wisdom. And
1: and also for you, thank you for going after your dreams because this wouldn't be possible if you wouldn't allow yourself to do it and to dream and to make this a big thing. So thank you.
0: Oh, thanks. Where can everybody find you? On Instagram, at it's at one,
1: the number one, Elena Pereira, which is H-E-L-E-N-A,
0: P-E-R-E-I-R-A. But that's where you can follow her. I'll also have that linked in the show notes for everybody. Elena, thank you for being sure. here. and <laughs> I, I will chat with you soon. Bye, everyone. Yeah.